This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 8 of season 4, we are talking about why you are an addict. So guys, welcome to the new episode of the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast. And this episode is all about why you are an addict. And being an addict is a very hard and, yeah, I think a very hard thing to say. But hear me out for the upcoming 12 to 30 minutes and 13, not 30. And see that you hopefully get some new insights on why I'm saying this. Before I'm starting out with this episode, I would like to thank all of you who tuned in on the episode, Why the Nice Girl Always Gets the Eating Disorder. Like, I did not even need to promote that episode because it went crazy rapid. It went, I wouldn't say viral, but it went very, very quick on how many people are listening to that episode. I think I'm not exaggerating if at least 15 new listeners came in every day since that was published last Monday on the 14th of February. So thank you so much. I hope that you've got a lot of insights from that. If you haven't listened to it, just gonna repeat it again. Why the nice girl always gets the eating disorder. In that episode, I talk about boundaries, certain personalities that can trigger eating disorders in certain people, and your own red flags on how you treat yourself. So check that episode out. I most highly can say that it can speed up recovery because there's so many insights in there. And it was something because of a situation I was in last year, October, that now eventually, I think a few weeks ago, it landed in my brain like, wow, this and this is why I react. This and this are still bits and pieces of back then. And if I can reflect on everything, this is why I got the eating disorder in the first place. So I highly recommend you to check that episode out. And before I'm going to start out with this episode, I always do a little description on how I'm I'm recording this basically. And in this case, I'm recording this with my back against the door of my brother's room, sitting on the floor, thinking that at least this is quite comfortable to do so. And I hope you enjoy this episode on why you are an addict. And do please know that you can always can come on the episode, anonymous or not anonymous, and share your experience, your story, your current recovery. Maybe you're a coach and you would like to help out people. It is always a thing that is possible. You can do that by DMing me at imstuff underscore com on Instagram or go to the contact form uh, at the site or the website imstuff.nl. So enjoy this episode. So why you are an addict. I'm not going to start this episode out without setting a ground of a definition of an addiction. And from there on, we're going to start on how and what. The definition of addiction is the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance or activity. It has its same roots with dependency, but I'm going to jump on that later. So addiction, and you see how they split that up in activity or substances, is something that we see in life. And I think the most known addictions are drug abuse or alcohol abuse. And we use the word abuse because we are not using it in a way anymore that it 
you know, is an addition to our quality of life. It has become a condition of our quality of life and we misuse it, abuse it, so our quality of life is declining. So what you see with eating disorders, and that's why in my personal opinion, it is the most dangerous addiction, is that we have both parts in it. We have substance abuse and we have activity abuse. Substance in this case is food and sometimes we add other stuff to it like alcohol or laxatives and we have the activity part of it, the being active in misusing, misforming the way we eat than we normally eat and sometimes even to an addition to that is exercise addiction for example. So not one part but two parts come together with an eating disorder and we have eventually and you see that with drug abuse as well and alcohol we go from addiction and in that addiction is compulsive behavior almost a little bit OCD like and we have it as well when it comes down with the eating disorder we have this OCD regime when we treat how we treat certain foods how we eat in a certain way and when we jump off of that we get hella anxiety because we do not do what we are used to but we got addicted to and why do we do this everybody has their different way you know to deal with negative emotions or negative events and in this case we chose food and i'm just gonna talk in, talk in the we part because i'm just for the ease of it although i do not have an eating disorder anymore i still am part of that community because i had it and i chose food because I think maybe being that nice girl or good girl, at least I didn't use drugs or alcohol to cope with my feelings. I used something that was more socially accepted. And that actually makes it more dangerous. Why? Because the thing that is socially accepted is food. It's our primary need. And that is dangerous because, you know, alcohol or drugs is secondary. We do not need it to survive. It doesn't give us fiber. It doesn't give us... Um, protein, carbs, fats. It doesn't keep our cell go cells going. Food keeps our cells going, our body going, and keeps us thriving. And we influence that. So that's very dangerous because we are meddling with our primary needs. What makes it dangerously, secondly, is that it's normal for people. It's not normal for people to use drugs every day or drink liters of alcohol. So they catch on fairly quickly. But when it comes down to food, we do not catch on fairly quickly. The society that is non-eating disorder. Because they're like, you know, a little bit changing your food or diet because of all the diet culture that is out there. Isn't that strange? They only catch up on when body composition start to change in either very light or very heavy. And then they are like, you know, whoa, what's going on? But often I think, you know, that it's way too late. But yeah, then again, we are so infested that we keep it a secret as well. And we keep it so good hidden. So in my personal opinion, eating disorder, having an eating disorder is one of the most dangerous addictions. What I see more in eating disorders, and I'm just going to bring this down to my own story. I'm not going to share the stories of my clients because I know you're listening to this as well. And I don't feel the need now to share your story. Um, my story, for example, was that I started out with 
orthorexia, then I went to another coping, anorexia, then I went to another coping, binge eating. Then in the meantime, because of getting anxiety of binge eating, I had another type of addiction that started that was cola use and chewing gum and exercise addiction. And they all just went together. It was such a toxic cocktail. Uh, And what I saw, and it's something that I see with my clients as well, we are shifting from addictive behavior. So we need a way of coping. So the other addiction became the other addiction. And yes, it. I believe that addiction is coping in essence. Uh, but they use addiction when it, the word addiction, when it is the most frequent used form. So what you see, and maybe you see it with yourself, that maybe in the beginning you started out with anorexia. And now your new coping slash addiction is binge eating. Or using laxatives to cope with the fact that you have another problem now. And also that is an addiction. So that shifting in eating disorders. What I see a lot. um, I haven't met a lot of people that only have one type of addiction. For example only anorexia. um, Is so dangerous. And I wanted to point that out. Because maybe you see that in yourself as well. But... The I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast wouldn't be the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast if I wouldn't give you tips and tricks on how to manage this. Please do know. Um, if somebody asks me, you know, what's something you're most proud on? And people are expecting for me to say I'm most proud that I got my degree or dog or a relationship or, you know, renting a house. I would never in a million years say that because I think I'm most proud of fighting this addiction off of having an eating disorder. And my first tip to you is tip number one, perspective. Because as you see, I'm calling this an addiction, but I know very well that addiction is a habit that is frequently used. So by all means, see your addiction as a habit. So make it smaller so you know it's achievable to break it down. I think the mindset here is very, very important on how you manage this because some people specifically people who are searching for identity when you say to them you have an eating disorder or you have psychological problems or you're an addict they fully submerge in that identity and that's a very tricky thing to do so if you're a person that is seeking identity Please don't feel yourself as an addict, but see this as a habit that you can break down. And for a person that knows that they have an eating disorder, know that this is just a very bad habit that you can break down. Make it smaller and know that you can achieve it to eventually lose it. I've done it. A lot of other people have done it after before you. You're not a slave of this type of addictive behavior. I am calling it an addiction because I know the impact of the word addiction. So it makes you think about the fact what you're doing. And it is so that addiction has OCD compulsive behavior. And a lot of eating disorder behavior is OCD. Tip number two is please do not do this alone. I've done this with a little bit of help, but mostly alone. And I regret it so much. If I could have a psychologist or several dietitians or a GP, I would have done it because I know I have given myself so many extra work hours into helping myself overcome this. 
because I didn't want any help. And that's strange because it doesn't even matter if you have your eating disorder, if you're 60 or 12 or 16 or 20, you do not have all the answers in the world. So you do not know fully how to um, fight this. And if you feel ashamed, because that was something that I had a big time, please do not do so. Eventually overcoming this will be, I think, the most biggest confidence boost you will ever have. And it starts out with asking help. Tip number three. And tip number three, I think it's very important. Reflect. I know that the eating disorder community, we are all very, I think, very smart and empathic and sweet people that can be very impatient. So as in reflecting, as in what you've achieved already so far, recovery doesn't happen overnight. It happens in years. It happens in bits and pieces. Even I really find that I sometimes still recover from certain things. Very minor, not food related, but psychology related. And I'm so many years further. So please reflect on what you have you know what you have achieved in the meantime you do not have to be there in fully recovery be happy with the steps you've made be happy with the bad habits you already diminish because otherwise you're not going to make this journey any prettier and nicer and you're only going to make it harder so reflect on what you already have achieved write it down i do it myself as well sometimes I but then, then it's different when it's this is work and career related. And sometimes I'm like, oh my god, maybe uh, you know I'm not where I want to be. But then I look at something, you know, I write write down in all my years again uh, agenda. So I have an agenda for every year, and then I reflect on it, and I'm like, oh whoa, but I already did that and did that and did that. So have somewhere maybe like an application for notes what you already achieved in recovery and just mark that on you know done that done that it can help a lot in keeping things visible and keeping things in i think in dutch you would say overzichtelijk so keeping things um i don't know what the word is actually in english keeping things clear i think that's the best word to say so that is tip number three my last tip is understand that relapse is going to happen why like i said before and even if it's not you know even if it's alcohol or drugs um we are dealing with primary goods it's not something that you can just throw out of the house you cannot go into the house and say i'm going to throw away everything that's in the refrigerator because you need to eat for the rest of your life until the last bread you breed so it's not that type of addiction that you can throw out all the secondary products that are influencing you in a bad way this is even 10 times harder because we are dealing with primary goods that we are basically being confronted with every day so by all means by all means know that relapse can happen and there will maybe be days that if you have more anorexia tendencies that you maybe eat less and maybe with binge eating that you maybe eat too much or compensate again while you shouldn't be doing that and you need to give yourself the mental space to know that it's okay that it doesn't need to go perfect don't have that OCD perfect you know uh, mentality because it's only going to make it harder and I'm just going to add a tip number five. 
to this as well. Guys, influencers, influencers, influencers. Do you know how many fuck-ups influencers make in front of thousands, hundred thousands, millions of people? And the things they say is, oh, sorry, or I didn't know, or this has been a lesson for myself. But in the meantime, hundred thousands of people are watching, thinking that what they're doing is okay. And they mimic what they're doing. So be very and be very conscious on who you follow. Because... All of these people, just like your diet that influences your body composition or your vitamins and mineral status, these people are part of your mental diet and they can either ruin your brain or they can let you flourish. So guys, this was this episode. By all means, share it if you would like to. You can, you know, post it in your story and just, you know, tag me in it. And I would really appreciate that. And I just hope that you could see some insights that you haven't seen before listening to this podcast episode. So have a very, very nice week. I will be chilling in Barcelona for a week and I will see you next Monday. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.